Today we're getting started a little late, so it's a little, little, <laughs> just a tiny bit hectic. Amen. We're gonna begin with, uh, gonna begin with prayer, and then we're just gonna go right into the devotional. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, O oh God. We thank you for another day that you've given us. We thank you for life, health, and strength. We give your name, the honor, the glory, and the praises, O oh God. We thank you, O oh God, for another day that you've given us, O oh God. We ask you, O oh God, once again to forgive us our sins. Cleanse our hearts, O oh God, from all unrighteousness, O oh God. Help us to do that, what we need to do, O oh God, in order to continue, continue to live a holy life before you. We thank you and we give your name all the honor, glory, and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So we have some songs. Um, if you guys have your, we'll start with number 11, we bring the sacrifice of praise. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord, and we offer unto you the sacrifices of thanksgiving, and we offer unto you the sacrifices of joy. Once again, we bring sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up 
I'm just excited about what God is doing for us, with us, through us, and in the midst of us, regardless of what's going on around us in the world today. And guess what? Today is Pentecost. All over the world, people are celebrating Pentecost. You have the Jewish people celebrating. You have the Protestant people celebrating. You have truly saved people celebrating. Because it's a magnificent day. If something magnificent happens, Regarding Pentecost. Bow your head with me tonight. Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for what you're getting ready to do. We thank you for what you've already done. We thank you for the souls you saved and the lives you changed. And the yokes you broke. And the deliverance you wrought to many people today. I thank you for Pentecost. I thank you for telling us and showing us and teaching us about Pentecost. Because without the knowledge of Pentecost, we don't know who we are, know where we come from spiritually. Amen. Get your Bible. Pentecost. Normally, I don't do services based off of holidays. Uh, celebration, anybody know that? I know we don't do services based off uh, Christmas and New Year's and all of the other holidays that they have. And But today, I want to talk to you about Pentecost. I have an idea. This is what I'm going to put it back on me, please. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be flying all over. Okay, today I want to talk to you about Pentecost. Yeah, put that back on my arm. Pentecost started back at the Passover. When God brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. And after God brought them out of Egypt, he taught them through Moses about doing a feast. And that's how Pentecost begun. We that are saved through Christ Jesus, we learned about Pentecost on the day of Pentecost as it was celebrated by history. When I got, first got saved and I went over to Tabernacle of Prayer and uh, they used to uh, they used to have Pentecost celebration Sunday. We were going to 50 day, they, they were going to 50 day consecration because I had just joined. They were going to 50 day consecration even after 5 p.m. each day. They all start consecrating at midnight. And what happened was I learned about Pentecost to them and that it would be a big celebration on the 50th day of Pentecost, of the seven week fast. And everybody would get together and wear white. And they would get the handkerchiefs in their hand and wave through it. can we'll be doing the same. Pentecost meant that in the book of Acts, I'm trying to get around this, but I'm just going, uh, everything I planned for today is not going the way I planned, so we're going to go the way the Lord did. Uh, let's go over to Acts chapter 2.
Normally, I plan out everything or the message that is going to be by some reason today. God will run the show 100% deserving if I run it. Acts chapter 2 tells us about Pentecost. Modern day Pentecost. Before, as I said, Pentecost took place back with the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, and they were given a celebration when God said, Moses, told Moses to meet him up in the mountain. And they learned about the first Pentecost celebration. Actually, are actually considered two celebrations of Pentecost, really. The second celebration is the birth of the church, Ecclesia. So in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, it says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. Notice it says, When the day of Pentecost was fully come, it is now coming to full being for Pentecost. They had took preparation for Pentecost. It's a big day. They celebrated it. All the Jewish people celebrated it. And I submit that everybody's involved in it. So when the day of Pentecost was fully coming, they finally came. All the people that had accepted Christ as Savior. They were all in one place. And the difference about this Pentecost here. Something different took place than what took place when the children of Israel came out. The only people that truly had power with God was Moses and Aaron and Miriam. But the day of Pentecost did something different. The modern day Pentecost, when the church of God and the New Testament was established, it was different on that day of Pentecost. It was totally different because 120 people that day would be filled up with the Holy Ghost and fire. That did not happen in the old church Pentecost. God had Moses go up into the mountain to get instruction for him. But what happened on the day of Pentecost when the church was established, God sent down his power to fill his people with authority and anointing to send forth his word. It's very interesting. Someone said on the day of Pentecost was fully come, there was something different. They were all in one accord. What is one accord? One mind, one thought, one attitude, and one praise. They weren't thinking about praising themselves. They weren't thinking about glorifying themselves. They were thinking about glorifying God because one hundred and twenty was children came together in one place for one purpose. To tell before the Lord. Like he told them, but he told them to wait. That he was sending the promise. So let's go on to verse 22. And then suddenly, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the entire house. Where they were sitting. God came in the midst. See, people talk about when Jesus was baptized and the dog stood above him and said, the Lord, you know, God spoke from heaven and said, Behold, this is my beloved son, and whom I will, I am well pleased. But now the power of God has come into the room with the 120 of us. 
That's a rushing mighty wind. Now we will see. We will felt the wind. Now think about this. We will felt the wind. Come on, everybody felt the wind. Everybody felt. Ain't nobody in the room that hasn't felt the wind. There's nobody watching the broadcast that hasn't felt the wind. We feel the wind. A cool breeze wind blows when we need it. A nice cool summer breeze blows when we feel cool. In the winter time, a cold breeze, not cold, but cold, ice cold, slapping you in your face, you got to bundle up. But here in this room, a Russian mighty wind, but not from earth, but from heaven. Listen to what it says. And it feels like when they were sitting, verse 3 says, and we have seen unto them clothing time, white as a fire that sat upon each of them. And now, verse 4 says, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues that the Spirit of God gave utterance. They all began to speak in tongues, and the power of God began to move and breathe on them. The power of God began to speak. And they begin to speak in other tongues and the Spirit of God has given utterance. That's something to think about. When God moved in, nothing the devil could do about it. All he could do was step back and say, okay, almighty oh, big control here. I gotta step back. He knows that, but he don't want you to know that. So we look at this first. They were all with the Holy Ghost for a purpose to make them true witnesses of God. To make them true witnesses before God because he said, so you learned about Peter. Peter denied Christ three times. And he's the one that very much said, I'm never not ill. I'm be there for you. He's the first one in the wind. Me and my wife have an experience like that with, with one of the brothers in the church that we were going to. And the pastor was going through some stuff. And one of the brothers boldly got up and said, Pastor, I'll die for you. I told my wife, said, remember what the Bible says? When people say that they'll do this, they make a big bold statement, they the first one going well. It came to pass. He was the first one gone when the storm came. <laughs> he, was, he was the first one gone. He didn't even stick around for him. I'm agreeing. But the scripture talks about the power of God, the host of coming, filling up and giving that power to witness to Jesus Christ. Notice a lot of times people can't witness to Jesus Christ because they don't have the power of God in their life. It's not just going to church. You see, the Bible says that the spirit is what makes things alive. It's the letter that kills it. In other words, you can just talk about the Bible all you want. You're not accomplishing that. You're not reaching that person unless the spirit of God in You can talk to a person, you can talk to your husband, you can talk to your daughter, you can talk to your father, your mother, your brother, your all day about God. They ain't paid no mind. I do God and I'm doing work. That's not so much what you say. It's what the God is doing what you're saying. Did you hear what I said? It's not what you say. It's what the God is doing. Because the 
come this way, or we receive heaven. Don't get baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking of other tongues. He will lead you, he will guide you into all truth. If you want to go into truth, let's pray for the broadcast, Father, in Jesus' name, as you touch every little forward to the broadcast right now. Read that name, break every hill, bring a pentecost. Jesus' name, amen. If you want to be led by God, people say, no, they're not saying that to me. It's in the word. The reason why we don't get the news is because we don't accept the word. You have to accept the word. When we accept what God says, we will get God. We are not getting God's results until we accept what the word says. Look at this verse. Look at this verse. I want to think. I want you to think about it. How many of y'all think God lied? Let me see your hand. How many of y'all think God lied? I don't see no hands going up. Because <laughs> he can't lie. He's not like us. He said, I'm the Lord thy God that changes nothing. He does not lie. You see, you got to ask people questions to find out what they know. Because I can go to some church and preach. This same message that the Lord gives to me. And I ask somebody, I ask somebody, you know, I can say, how many of y'all know God's not? People have to go to the bar, they didn't get what I said, from the get-go. They don't let their hands say that. They have no idea what I'm saying. Because they don't know God. When you know God, you know that he'll never lie, he'll never error. We do. Yeah. We error, we lie by our actions and our deeds and our disobedience to God's word. So he'll say, this is the first, this is the but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, who the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I say. So therefore, if you haven't read God's word, there's nothing but a father that has the Holy Ghost to bring to your remembrance. If you took no time and read that Bible, there's nothing there. If you have an experience like I have in a highway, you will die. I guarantee you, it will be your death. If you don't have God's word embedded in your life, you're going to die. The experience I have in the highway, I think I told this a million times, I'm driving down the highway, I had a, a bad vehicle that they gave me when I rented from the get-go. And everybody playing with that, you, you can't trust it. You gotta watch the devil when he start talking to you. You gotta rebuke him. Because he start talking and he won't stop talking. Then he's gonna start showing you crazy stuff. I'm on the highway driving. Every ounce of the highway I went, I was scared to death. I'm just young, I was. I was nervous, panicking, and I gave you a big truck, uh, uh, one of those construction driver trucks, both of those uh, two uh, home improvements, one of those trucks. Something I would never rent. I rented a luxury vehicle for some reason. They got they got lost, and somebody could return it. So they gave me this truck. I said, "Okay, I'm gonna take the truck." <clears throat> so then I got on the highway. The uh, axle might came. Well, something was wrong with the axle. So that frightened me half to death. And I'm driving a big giant truck. And then I continue on my journey and make the stop. I had to turn my mind to stay. Then they just kept talking to me, and I kept trying to ignore. Then I got a phone call while I was driving. I got 
I was told the short way to come home is to take the Bay Bridge. Any of y'all been on the Bay Bridge going high up? But when I got to the toll booth, hey, this is funny. I got to the toll booth and I'm paying the toll because they said, now you go across that bridge, you don't have to pay no other toll. But you're right on the Delaware Lawyer Bridge. You are like, oh, I'm excited. Soon as I got to the toll booth, the devil said, look up how high that bridge is. And I looked up. Should have never looked up. I should have kept my eyes looking. I looked up. And here I go up the Yeah, it is high up there. And as I began to climb up the bridge, it was too late. He started talking more. I opened the door by listening to that one second. I said, yeah, it is high up. And as I began to go up that bridge, he said, why don't you make a U-turn? Because you have to make it. He's literally telling you to make a U-turn. All the traffic is coming on and you make a U-turn. We had that happen here, right on the bridge here. No one did the very same thing. They made a U-turn on the bridge and killed people. And themselves. Why am I saying this? Because I have God on the inside. And as I begin to drive up that bridge, Bernard himself, forget Pastor Rose, Bernard is terrified now. So the enemy is playing with my head. I'm scared of that private. I can't, I'm like paralyzed. I can't touch the phone to call somebody to talk to me. Anybody call me, help me, say something. Get my mind on the thing with nobody to call because I'm like, I'm scared of off and they're like, I'm terrified. And then all of a sudden, when I was going to the center of bridge, all of a sudden, this scripture came alive. Listen to what the scripture says. But the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I told you. What's going on? I've said it here. All of a sudden, the scriptures start coming alive. No weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against me and jerk that thou shalt condemn. Because this is the heaven of the Lord, this is a servant of the Lord, and the rest is let me say it below. All these different scriptures are falling on me like a river. It was amazing. I, I couldn't believe it. It was just falling like a river. It was just falling. I had no control of it. By the time the scriptures start flowing through me like a river, oh, Lord already moved across that bridge. I said, huh, all of a sudden, I got some super strong strength. I said, huh, devil, you're alive. Devil versus bridge. And I'm going across the devil. I'm going to you all over the bridge. I drove across that devil bridge without a problem. And I drove home without a problem. Because the Holy Ghost. The Holy Everybody will be with us. Amen. That's supposed to be. 
place that we will receive what we are doing from God. You can't receive what you can do from God without him. Without his strength. We're so used to listening to every lie. People tell us that we don't know what God works like. The Bible said he sent his word and healed us. And then when we got from our destruction, there's millions of Christians in front of him. Whatever they've got to tell them, that's what they accept. See, the Bible says, search the scripture where you think you have eternal life. Many don't testify. They found that they didn't have it, but they started searching. The Bible says, the same thing show yourself approved. A work that has been accomplished right in the Bible, the words of scripture. Rightly dividing the word of truth and applying it to your life. I'm going to take the power of the Holy Spirit to help you do that. Go to John. I think it's John 15, 26. The comforter, all the Holy he's there to help you. Pentecost is real. When I was a little boy, I always tell the story about uh, in church they used to take out candy money to talk about picking it up to heaven. There was a church down the block, and I used to sneak down there. Some of, I think another adult used to sneak down there. I was a kid. And they were peeking in the window and see these people jumping up and down and shouting and praising God and all this stuff. I'm like, what are you people doing? Are they crazy? They were shouting, falling out, running around the church, praising God. They were doing all this stuff. Not in our church. Nobody was shouting, clapping their hands, or some hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. We just went to church religiously. My grandmother, she sat on a choir. Played the organ. Everybody was always trying to outdo each other. But nobody was praising God. I never even heard them about, come on and give God praise. I didn't understand what was going on in that church until after I got saved years and years later. <coughs> because I was never taught. Look at this verse 1626 tells us. Look at what that verse says. 1526, excuse me. <clears throat> but when the Comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, shall testify. That's how you can separate the sheep from the wolf. Wolves do not have the Spirit of truth, they have the Spirit of error. They don't focus on testifying about Jesus Christ and who he is and what he's done. They testify on how you can become wealthy. They testify on having the very best of everything in the world. They don't testify that you're going to go through some stuff as you live in this society. They don't tell you, don't testify that God is capable of truly delivering you from your sin. They don't, can't tell you something that they don't know. A person can't tell you how to drive a car they never driven. You don't believe me? 
Go ask a five-year-old and give him a car key and let's see what happens. Give him a dope that never driven a car. Give him the key to say, I need you to take me over so-and-so. They're going to kill you and them and smash up whatever they can in the process that they don't know what reverse and forward means. They don't know what neutral means. They have no clue because they never driven a car. They may have been in a car, but they never driven. There's a difference between sitting in a back seat and sitting next to a driver and actually knowing how to drive the car. Why? The car has motion, and the engine can be very powerful. And if the engine is very powerful, and you don't have control over that car, that car controls you. So a person that don't know how to drive, they're going to either kill themselves or smash up a whole bunch of other cars. Because they don't know how to control the steering wheel. They don't know how much pressure to put on the pedal. And when to put their foot on the brake. Now, without knowing no thing, you will. And I'm guaranteed to get to an accident. Look at that verse again. But when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you with the Father, even the spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify me, the spirit of truth. The Holy Ghost. He will tell you the truth. He will not lie to you. This is why these people run around prophesying saying God says such and such. God don't die, beloved. Pentecost proved it. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place and suddenly they were working like bread. And they quit the house and they filled everybody that was in there with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak in other tongues and the Spirit of God came from under and there was fire on something. See your hand? Most people have no clue about Pentecost. Many churches try to celebrate Pentecost and they still can't celebrate it, right? Because they don't know about Pentecost. Pentecost isn't a really a religious thing, it's really a celebration. About to start it out at the children of Israel celebrating coming out of Egypt and the Passover. Most people don't even know what the Passover is. But today, Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost, when the New Testament church, when Christ rose from the dead, the New Testament church was established because nobody could do about it. But he told them something. Wait, and I'm going to send you power on high. I'm going to tell you with the strength and the ability to take that's the difference. That is the difference. That is the difference. God's not going to commission 120. This is something. People fuss about only the 12 disciples. Well, my Bible tells me it was an additional 70. And here, I want you to listen to this. This is really interesting about The disciple that walked with Jesus Christ himself could not bring deliverance to people. They wasn't capable. You know why? They only had an eye on him. They wasn't listening to what he was telling them to do. They only had an eye on him. Don't you know big churches, the, the pastor, he's famous and all that. Everybody got their eyes on him. And he's 
people are supposed to be saved. They listen to sex music all the time. It don't mean nothing. So I was watching something on Facebook. It was really interesting. I talk about these things sometimes, but it was interesting. What's her name? Rhina? Rhina? What's the singer name? Rhina? Yes. He was talking about her. He made a statement. He said, Do you know what that woman said in her concert when she was singing? No, they don't know. He said, She was saying, I will serve the devil. But hold on. And everybody jumped up and down. Don't even know what they're listening to. She's testifying that she's worshiping the devil. She serves it. She faithfully serves it. And the people listening to her thing had no clue what she was saying. I bet you there was a lot of church folks there. I bet your church folks got a, a, a home filled with her music. I just buy on to the rest of it. Why? They ain't got no keeping power. When you've got God's keeping power in your life, it'll keep you from the day of temptation if you want to be kept. This is interesting. A lot of churches are celebrating Pentecost today, or they had them earlier today, but those people know the Lord do not serve God. They serve manna, which is whatever man says. Go with me to Micah 2, 2 and 13. <coughs> Micah 2, 13. That's the book before. Uh, a lot of people don't know about Micah. I'll just give you exactly where it is. Micah is right after um, <coughs> uh, Jonah. And this first here is interesting. A friend of mine preached a message about it, but I wasn't there when he preached about it. I never got to find out what scripture he used, but the Lord told me this is the scripture he used. And I wanted to do a message about that some time ago. I actually learned it. But I want you to look at this verse. My guess 2 and 13. And it says as follows. <clears throat> the breaker has come up before them. They have broken up and have passed through the gate and are going out by it. And then the king shall pass before them and the Lord the head of them. Let me read it again. The breaker has come up before them they had break, broken up, broken up, and passed through the gate, and are going out by it, and the king shall pass before them, and the Lord the head of them. The breaker. The breaker has come to bring the breath. The breaker has come to heal you. The breaker has come. The power of God has been released to come down. The break of the in your life. He's able to bring you out of the darkness that you're in. He's able to change your circumstances. The break of Pentecost. Remember the scripture said in Acts 2 and 1. When the day of 
house was fully come. There was all in one place in one spot, in one accord. They were all together in one mind, in one sense, one state of mind. They weren't looking around on what nobody had on. They were looking at the women had pants on, that they had diamonds running from their ass and toes. They weren't looking at that. They were all in one mind, in one accord. During the time, the power of God is going to fall. There's the people that were a part of him, and the break is going to come. The break is going to come, and he's going to break through and burn you under what you're going through. And you're going to come out of the If you read your Bible, you're going to read about the Hebrew Lord and what they went through. The fiery furnace. When God brought them out of the fiery furnace, not a soul knew that they put in the fiery furnace. Now, what am I saying? You can go through the fire and the breaker will come and break you right through that fire. Oh, look at, oh, look at the story about Daniel and the lion's dead. Hmm. The breaker is capable of shutting the lion's mouth. The breaker is capable. When you're driving down the highway on the hit of a collision with a drunk person, the breaker is capable of stopping it. Don't tell me that because I know for a fact. I've drunk this thing and lived it. Don't tell me God can't do that. The breaker, Pentecost. When the Holy Ghost gets involved in your life, he will stop the enemy from destroying you. The Bible says, listen to this. As I told you the story about me going across the bridge, the scripture says, when the enemy comes in like the flood, the spirit of the Lord will rise up and stand. That's the word of God in your life. If you don't have the word of God in your life, there's no standard to be lifted. That's why people go for anything. I know everybody heard that saying, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. It's a fact. If you have no standard in your life, you will fall for anything. If you don't have God truly in your life, you will fall for anything. Oh, we were talking, I was mentioning to my wife about the, the recent issue with um, I think it was in Africa where the man misled all the people and they died. Another Jim Jones story. But I want to tell everybody something. Just don't blame that character. Those people was looking for a shortcut. They didn't take time to read their Bible for themselves. Any ministry, any preacher, anyway, I don't care what his name is, teaches you not to have you read your own Bible. Get away from that person ain't serving, serving God. There's no way. It's right in the Bible tells us about that. It's not a mystery. False prophets is not new. That's because the Bible says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. I wonder why. I didn't want to open that Bible. They don't read it for themselves. They don't wait till they have a Bible study, or they're going to wait till somebody get on the bridge, but they don't read the Word of God. They don't shut their mouth and sit down and read God's Word. They're too busy. They got all this other stuff to do. But when the breakers come, 
The breaker is going to break the yokes that move in around people's lives. And sometimes God wants to break you out from the people. You see, we try so hard to please people. I want to tell you something. When you serve God, you can't please people. You'll never be able to make them happy. I don't care what you do for them. Because they're only going to want you to do more. And then they run their favorite line. It's really killing Ah, please. Look at that verse one more time. The breakers come up before that. They have broken up and have passed through the gate and have gone out by it. And their king shall pass before them. And the Lord, their head of them. He wants to bring them through the gate. Pentecost. Was about change. Now, when Barack Obama became president, everybody was saying, "I knew he was talking about change." I don't see no change. Every time he got in front of national TV and the world, everybody was watching it. They still couldn't figure out he was the change. They couldn't get the revelation because their mind was so clogged. It was about change. <laughs> they couldn't figure it out. They couldn't figure out the same thing. He was telling them, I'm the change. Another face that you've never seen before. Totally darker. They couldn't figure it out. He was no drama. You never had a person that was no drama. He was no drama. They said he was the largest person on the planet. You have a meet with him, he was boring. He didn't like all this screaming and yelling and kicking and screaming and carrying on. He just said, let's get this done. He was no excitement. If you're a person that likes screaming and yelling, I guess most preachers don't like it because they be screaming and yelling, kicking over chairs, and he all calm and cool. Okay, let's get this done. <laughs> Change is something that took place on Pentecost. When the church was founded in the government of power, not money, not elegance. It was founded on power to bring deliverance to the captive. It wasn't founded on the best of Israel. People were teaching us, you don't know God unless you're in a big building. If you're a technology people following you, all the stupid foolishness that have nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Pentecost was about endowing people with power to go into the heaven highway and compel people to come. Not fancy buildings, not fancy cars, the biggest home. Now we got a, a famous gospel singer. I'm not even going to mention because y'all probably have figured out who it is. He's now doing a dating show. Dating show? The Bible said it's better for men to have a wife, not a girlfriend. We are teaching them how to have. Uh, hook up with people. You know what? I'm going to say that again with the scripture says. My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Knowledge of what God's word says. He said, I'm the Lord thy God. I see it. God said, baby, they're lying to you. 
God had never ever said maybe to a soul. He does not say maybe. He's not like us. He's not confused. God don't have to guess. Lying prophets guess. I, I, I think your name is Mary, right? Right? I have never seen God guess. In all the years I've been saved, either God must say your name is Mary or not. And God don't even tell the preacher your name because he already knows your name. He knows, he knows how to call you by your name. Go ask Samuel. God called Samuel three times. He didn't need nobody to call him. He said, Samuel! Samuel thought the other prophet was calling. He ran in. Yes, I'm here. He said, I didn't call you. Well, go back to me. And the Lord said, Samuel! He come in. I'm here. You call me. I didn't call you, boy. Go back to bed. And the Lord called him again, Samuel! So he go back and call him. The next time he calls you, say, here am I. So the Lord called him again and said, Samuel! He said, here am I, Lord. Then the Lord stopped talking. Because God don't make mistakes. God don't error. The sooner we learn that God don't error, the better off all of us will be. I'm going to say it again. The sooner we learn that God don't error, nor lie, nor make mistakes, we'll have a Pentecost in our life. Today is Pentecost Sunday. Some know what it meant. Some don't. Pentecost is the foundation of the church of God. From the Old Testament to the New Testament. Our lives are supposed to be intertwined with Pentecost experience. Real Pentecost. Real deliverance power is invested in us. And we can go on to those that are in need and pray and miracles that pray. Those of you watching this broadcast that don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, you need to make up your mind what you're going to do. Today is Pentecost. Tomorrow is not guaranteed to me, you, or nobody else. But Pentecost is a spirit that you have to personally have. But you got to get saved to have a Pentecost spirit. To get healed, to get delivered, you do not have to have a Pentecost spirit. God will heal you if you need to be healed. That's not equal in eternal life anyway. People got it all crossed out. God healed me. I don't want to say you being healed has nothing to do with salvation. He likes to heal people. He said, I, I am the healer. He said, I am the Lord thy God that healeth them and not make me sick. He's the healer. You got to read your Bibles in the Word. So those of you watching that don't know the Lord is your personal statement, let's pray. Let's get saved now. Let's read up, repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. Of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart, to come into my life, and be my personal savior. Save me right now. Save me from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. And I need you. I need you, Lord, to fill me with your power and give me an Pentecostal experience, a true Pentecostal experience. Fill me with the Holy Ghost and your love and power and of a summer. I thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now listen, those of you that are watching, we have Bible study Wednesday night at 8.15 p.m. right here. And we have 35 South Middletown Road, Nanuit, New York, 10954. We're online, as you know. And on Sunday evening, 5.15. Normally we start service on time at 5.15 p.m. 
every Sunday. Until next uh, until Wednesday night or next Sunday, be blessed and serve the Lord.